It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What is going on, guys? Dean Ed back at you another at you guys with another locked on Wizards podcast episode. We gotta talk about the Wizards Jazz game. And we gotta talk about Bradley Bill, who's been a hot target for criticism in the Wizards fan base. And I can't say I blame him. And we have the Wizards Nuggets preview coming to you. So let's get right into it, guys. <laughs> You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? It is your boy, D and Ed, back at you guys with another Locked On Wizards episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Check out prizepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So before we get into any of the Bradley Bills stuff or the Nuggets Wizards stuff, and we got to go over this Wizards Jazz game. It was close until it wasn't. That third <laughs> quarter came around and reality set in quick about the different levels that these two teams are on and the trajectory levels that these two teams are on. What were your thoughts about this game, Matt? Yeah, it was rough. Uh, it was interesting because the first half, you know, honestly we were winning 53 to 51 at halftime. And uh, it actually came up with some energy, some urgency. You know, Gaff had the windmill dunk. Um, you know, we were getting to the basket, Hollow Neto. Corey Kisper hit two threes. Davies Bertans was hitting threes. I was like, okay, we're hitting some open threes. This should be a better night. We actually came up with some energy and some urgency. It didn't look like the Pistons game where we're down by 10 in the first half or the Cavaliers game where we're down by 20 in the first half. We actually came up with some life, and we were playing hard. Um, but, yeah, it hit that second half. That third quarter was the tail of the tape. It was the, the deciding factor in the game. Um, Rudy Gobert. Just he got whatever he felt like getting in the paint. Same thing with Hassan Whiteside. Hassan Whiteside looked like the Miami Heat 
uh, Hassan Whiteside where he was getting, you know, triple doubles with blocks and dunks and, and rebounds. I mean, he did whatever he felt like doing. We could not stop the pick and roll. Donovan Mitchell had a windmill dunk. He 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 was hitting threes. He was getting to the basket. There was a time where he was matched up with Davies Bertans, and that was a terrible matchup. So we weren't able to stop Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Mike Conley was able to get, get to the basket and score whenever, whenever he felt like doing it. Um, so it was a tough game. That that first half was just night and day from the second half. Um, Bradley Bill continues with the turnovers. You know, he had want to say, let me look at how many turnovers Bradley Bill had to last, on Saturday night. He had six turnovers, and this has been the tail of the tape for him. You know, he's just been he's had a lot of turnovers this year. He's he's second in turnovers in the clutch. We didn't have a clutch moment this game because we just got blown out. But um the pick and roll defense is a problem. You know, that was our calling card in the first couple of games. We have not been able to stop the pick and roll. I thought Daniel Gafford should have got some more playing time. You know, Montrez Harrell. I love Trez. Trez was the heart and soul of the team. He's the reason why we started off 10 and 3, but you could just see the mismatch there with him and Gobert. Gobert is about seven foot one, seven foot two, and Trez is six seven. So it's just tougher for him to stop guys like that. Then you have Hassan Whiteside coming off the bench, and he's seven feet, seven seven foot one, getting easy dunks too. So this was a game where I thought that Gafford should have got more playing time. Gafford had 14 points, 11 boards. He had a double-double, and he was playing well. Um, Caldwell Pope, zero points. We just could not have zero points from him. He's a vital piece. You know, Kyle Kuzma was out, but that's not an excuse. You know, he's out with COVID due to COVID protocols. That was announced the day of the game. Uh, we don't know how long he's going to be out. Um, but, you know, that, that's not an excuse, you know, and, and Caldwell Pope, you know, he, he had the shack in a full moment. So he, he just had a, he had an off night, you know, hitting the ball off the backboard with the dunk or whatever happened right there. I don't know how that happened. Um, and Bradley Bill said it himself. He said he's been he's been the S word all year. He's been shady all year and he's had a down year. He just not he has not played up to the expectations of himself or, you know, for a guy that you know, is looking at a, a a contract of five years, 235 million or five years, $242 million. He hasn't played up to that. You know, he, you know, he talks about, you know, making an all-star game and making an all NBA game. He gets upset when he doesn't get those accolades. And he's not playing at that level right now, the, the 2k rating or whatnot. He just has not played up to that, up to that level this year. So it, it's, you know, something's got to change with him. He's got to play better. He's the best player on the team. And we're going to go as far as Bradley Bill takes us, to be honest. You know, we do have a better revamped roster than last year, but this team is not going to go farther. It's not going to go as far as, you know, as he as he takes us. Um, Denny, I thought he had some good moments. I, I think he still needs some more playing time. He, he got a start. He had 4.6 boards, and he had a really nice pass to Trez and an assist where he was showed that he had, you know, the point guard, Denny, that we want to see. And West took him out the game. So we still got to get some of these rotations down. Um, but like I said, our, our defense has really regressed from before, and um, we, we need a spark. The only positive I really saw from Saturday night was, or Friday night was uh, Isaiah Todd hitting the, hitting two threes at the end of the game. That was probably the only positive that I saw. But um, the Jazz they came in there and taught us a lesson. Donovan Mitchell he looked like the guy was who who really deserved a max deal, and um, Bradley Bill just it, it was another off night for him. Nine for nineteen from the field. And six turnovers. You're not going to win games like that. And this team, man, we, we got we got a little ways to go. And I know we're waiting on Rui and Thomas Bryant to come back, but that's not going to save the day. So um, we're, we're, we're going through a rough patch right now. We got this West Coast road trip. It's not going to get any easier. So um, didn't like what I saw on Saturday or Friday night at all. Yeah, I mean, the first half, the only reason this game was close 
was because Howell Neto was playing out of his mind. Harold was playing um, like old Harold in that first half. Davies Bertans came in, had a good first half. Corey Kisper came in, had a good first half. The bench really came in and kept the team in it in that first half. And they came back, you know, down to earth in that second half. And things corrected. And the Jazz took over in that second half. I mean, Caldwell Pope, you got to have more than zero points, like you just said. Dunking the ball and getting blocked by the side of the backboard is <laughs> crazy. I mean, it was all over Twitter. Daniel Gaffer, I feel like he handled himself well out there, had a double-double. Denny, um, defensively, I feel like he had a nice block shot on Mike Conley, I believe, at one point. And I, I do like some of the confidence I'm, I like seeing from him as far as being a playmaker, trying to make plays off of the rebound, etc. But the backcourt, man, comes down to that. It comes down to the backcourt. If the Wizards are going to be a good basketball team this season, the backcourt has to be good. And the backcourt has not been good for a while now. Bradley Bill has struggled. Spencer Dinwiddie has struggled. Our starting backcourt is not giving the Wizards the production that the front office and fan base has expected them to give. It just hasn't been there. And it's going to get worse if they don't get better. You just brought up the road trip. I mean, if we getting these type of performances out of Bill and Spencer and we're expecting Aaron Holiday and Howell Nettle to save the day and hopefully be hot, I mean, Wizards may be looking 500 in the face real soon. But the turnovers, the turnovers, they had 12, but I felt like they turned the ball over a lot. It felt like more than 12. But they... You can't turn the ball over against teams like the Utah Jazz. They'll make you pay. They only shot 57% from the free throw line. They've been regressing for a while now from the free throw line. The three, they shot 32%. One of the things that the Jazz, that they were hopefully, that the Wizards were hopeful for, is that the Jazz only shot 33% from the three. I mean, they still pull up 123 points, and they only shot 33% from three. Rudy Gobert, they couldn't do anything about him. Uh, the pick-and-roll defense was bad, again. Um, Hassan Whiteside, he was giving Montrez Harold the business, especially in that second half. I mean, it was tough. It was really tough, man. You just seen the two different levels and two different tiers that these two teams are on in that second half. I mean, the Wizards got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do before they're sniffing anything around that tier that the Jazz is in. Because they're on another level. And Donovan Mitchell looks like a max contract guy out there. Bradley Bill didn't. And, I mean, I honestly want to hop right into that. But before we get into talking about Bradley Bill and just the fan base's current criticism of him and reactions towards him, especially after the Jazz game, um, I will get right to that. But first, we do have a message from our friends over at DirecTV. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together is called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. 
That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I want to thank you guys once again for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And after that Jazz game, I mean, Wizards fans were coming at Bradley Bill hard. And... <laughs> A big part of that is because you had the Chris Haynes podcast quotes where he's talking about, you know, being selfish and not making that, not wanting to make that ultimate decision right now and be wrong, et cetera, and it don't work out. And meanwhile, he's playing terribly on the court for his standards. And I know a lot of people are trying to hold out for him and it's like, maybe is the is it the COVID stuff? And there's other superstars in the league like AD or James Harden are struggling as well. I mean, this guy just averaged 30 points per game in back-to-back seasons. Maybe he turns it around and then other people are just, they're just fed up. They don't feel like he's the guy. They feel like he's not a max contract player. And they feel like maybe it's time for the Wizards to start fielding some calls for him. I mean, what's your take on this? Yeah, it's tough. And you look at some numbers from last night. I want to say the starting unit only hit one three-pointer. Bradley Bill hit one three. He shot one for three from the three-point line. Spencer Dinwiddie was 0 for three. So the backcourt has to be better. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie has to be better, too. Um, as far as Bradley Bill, you know, I mean, the trade deadline is going is, is coming up in February. So it's actually going to be here a little bit quicker than what you think. Like it's usually during the All Star game, like Valentine's Day. So I think everybody is just going to evaluate and see with with everybody on this team because the Wizards have probably really two options. It's either you, if if things don't go well, if they don't pick it up by the trade deadline, and let's say we're like at five hundred or one game below five hundred, then yeah, it might be time to start you know evaluating the team and, and looking at some other options. You know, and, and maybe taking some calls if, if the Sixers. I don't know if the Sixers. You know, I don't know how people feel about Ben Simmons, but this is an example. If other teams are calling you, the Blazers, whoever, Dame Lillard or something like that, um, they you might want to pick up the phone and just listen to what they have to say or what they're going to put on the table. Um, but if you're five games above five hundred, you just let it rock. But you don't want to let Bradley Bill just leave you high and dry. 
um, in free agency. That would be the worst case scenario for the Washington Wizards. It really would be. Um, but yeah, I, I trust that Bradley Bill's going to improve. It's just not like just the turnovers and the shooting. You know, people can blame the new basketball to Wilson. I know a lot of people struggle. You know, you look you look at Brad's numbers. He's shooting a career low from the three point line right now, and it's we're fifteen and twelve. So it's 27 games in. It's not just 10 games. We're this is we're over a quarter through through the, the through the season. So he's shooting 26% from the three, um, which is a career low for him. The second career low is 34%. So over the years, he's he's gone down. So um last year he shot 34% in 2020, in 2021. Um the 2020 season he shot 35% from three. So he's just been going down. He used to be a 40% three-point shooter. So the three-point shooter is going down year by year. Um, and the turnovers are going up. He's averaging a, he's averaging a career high in turnovers, three and a half turnovers per game. So that's two signs that are not good. And he's averaging a, he's 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 on pace to average a career low in points. Almost, well, not a career low, but he has an average below twenty five points per game in, in, a, in about the last five years. So uh, the numbers aren't great. Um, we're kind of on a skid right now. And he's just not shooting the ball well. Um, especially in the clutch, it's, it's, it's repeated turnovers over and again, the backcourt against the Pistons, um, dribbling the ball off his foot. You know, we're looking at – it's almost like deja vu in, in different scenarios. So it is frustrating for the fans. It is frustrating for everybody. It's frustrating for himself. He just said he's, he's been playing like some some shiggity all year, which kind of is true. He's not playing well. Same thing with Dinwiddie. The backcourt is not being good at all. And, you know, these guys wanted to play together. You know, Bradley Bill recruited Spencer Dinwiddie. And it's not fitting. We had Chase Hughes on the show the other day, and he said Spencer Dinwiddie's not even a point guard. And that West Unsell Jr. said that Dinwiddie's not even a point guard. So that's alarming. That's a concern too. That's that's been a red flag too. So obviously the fit is 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 not working at the moment. It looked like it worked a little bit in the beginning of the year, but that's not working. So, um, but I, I would tell Wizards fans, let's not panic. Let's see what happens by February twentieth. I want to say I want to say that's that's probably what the trade deadline is going to be. The All Star game. So let's let's wait and see. It's not looking too bright right now, but I know the interview definitely did rub some people the wrong way. It did, and um, you know he said he wants to be selfish and not commit. But this team is going to ride on him. You know he's the best player on the team. This team goes as far as he takes them. If he's not playing good ball, we're not going to win games. You know it's not going to just be the Montrez Hero show that it was in the first ten games of the year. It's not going to work like that. We're going to need Bradley Bill to go out there and act, act and, and average twenty five. It doesn't have to be 30, 40 like it was last year. Like you said earlier, where you know we didn't have a lot of talent as much as we have this year. But he's got to pick it up. He's got to play better. He knows that too. He's got to play better. And um be that vocal leader too. I know he's not much he's not known to be a vocal leader, but he's going to have to step up too. You know, we see them complaining to the refs and stuff like that. You you got to get back on defense. You know, you're not going to be able to complain to the refs every time. You're going to have to get back on defense and show by example, you know. So um, it's tough right now. This West Coast road trip, I'm intrigued to see. I want to see how these guys respond. I want to see how they bounce back. I really want to see how they how they play on this West Coast road trip because if this if it goes bad here, if they go like 0-5 or 1-4, then, yeah, they will be below 500 because they're 15-12 and 12 right now. So they could end up and fool around and be 16-16 um, and 16 or 16-17. and 17. If, they, if they end up below 500, it's going to be a tough way to claw back out of that. So – I would just say let's let's see let's look and evaluate around February. I'm gonna be patient here and see what happens around February. For all the people who are screaming for the Wizards to start looking to trade Bradley Bill, etc. You know, it's 
it's tough to blame them, in my opinion, if you just look at the recent play, et cetera, and then right. you got the comments on top of that that just dug him a, a big, even bigger hole. Because like I said, they recorded this around the time the Wizards were like just one of the hottest teams in the NBA. But even when they were, Bradley Bill wasn't playing that well still. And mm-hmm. he even admitted that. And he's been admitting that this whole season. But actions speak louder than words. I believe that's the saying. And people want to see it on the court. People are, the fans at this point are tired of seeing, I'm playing like S-word. We need to stop turning the ball over, especially my ass. And then the next game, you turn the ball over late again. And you said, I'm playing like garbage. And then the next game, you play bad again. And then people are tired of hearing the same stuff. You know, people want to see the results. Is If you're supposed to be this max contract guy. And I tweeted this because this is how I feel like a lot of the fans feel. Bradley Bill, in a lot of people's eyes, hasn't surpassed John Wall on the court or in the Wizards fan base. And Bradley Bill has been handed a better front office than John Wall had during his time here with Tommy, etc. You can even say coaching right now with Wes. If you like Wes, prefer Wes over Scotty. And it's just fans don't think that Bill is that guy right now. And at Wall's peak, fans felt like John Wall was that guy. And I'm not saying John Wall was perfect. John Wall had his flaws. You know, they didn't go to the conference finals, et cetera, with Wall. But still, fans felt like he was that guy. And he could take over a game and look unstoppable at periods of times. And fans don't feel like that about Bradley Bill right now. And he's looking at big money coming soon. And with him playing like this currently, it's a what have you done for me lately league. People don't care about 30 point per game seasons two seasons ago and last season. People want to see what you look like with a team they feel like is decent fielding respectable veterans and players surrounding Bill finally. And he's playing bad. So they look at this and it's like, you finally get teams that ain't Mo Wagner and Isak Bonga and you laying eggs and we're supposed to pay you all this money. So I, I completely understand where fans are coming from, you know, and I completely understand where you're coming from, Ed, where you're like, it's just no way is this sharp of a drop off for a guy who's averaging 30 points. There's no way you don't get it back on track. I completely understand both sides of the spectrum. I can agree with you. You know, let's see till February. Let's see what they're looking like. If it's looking, if they don't get a commitment from Brad and he's playing, eh, if he's still, maybe you do pick up the phone and start, you know, making some calls. If Tommy not too emotionally invested into Bradley Bill right now. So I think there's, I think the fans, man, have a right to be upset right now. I think they do. They expecting better of Brad especially with the expectations of him getting this max contract. They expect a max contract player, period. And they expect a max contract player in clutch time. And what have we gotten? A guy who's stepping on the half court line <laughs> against the Detroit Pistons. So, you know what I mean? It is, it is you get in the jazz game, how old Neto was out playing Bradley Bill and Spencer Dinwiddie 
you know, at, at a certain point in that jazz game, mm-hmm. et cetera. He's supposed to be the guy. Donovan Mitchell was hooping, and Bradley Bill was was floating out there, it looked like, at times. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and fans look at that, and it's like, oh, this is supposed to be the max contract guy? You know, so you can be, be like, oh, the fans just talking and, and all this, but they got a right to be upset, man, because you're supposed to be getting a max contract soon or offered one. Mm-hmm. You got to play like it. You know, you you ain't about to be on a you ain't on a rookie deal here. We talking about big money. So that's just my take on it. Uh I definitely understand your take to it and respect that opinion as well. And on the waiting side, and oh yeah, I know that he I expect him to get it together and waiting towards the trade deadline. Like I said, I understand the fans' perspective of it as well. Um, you got any final thoughts on that on the Bill Conference? Conversation. Oh man, um, we I feel like we could spend like 50 minutes on this, especially since you brought yeah, I want to. Um, with, with John Wall, see, I was thinking about this this earlier today too because I look at I look at John Wall like a quarterback. Quarterbacks they impact the game so much. I feel like Bradley Bill sometimes he can have 30 points and not really dominate a game or impact a game. You know, mm-hmm. like we're John and it's different because they're different positions, but yeah, Brad, Brad, he's just, I don't see him as a number one option on the championship contender. And do you want to build a team around that? The answer really is no. I mean, you you don't want to build a team around somebody who's a number two option. And I love Brad, but he's just not a number one. You know, Kyrie is not a number one. James Harden really isn't a number one because Kevin Durant's a number one option. Um, There's a lot of guys who are number twos on a team. So it's tough. I mean, the contract is five years, $242 million. It's a lot of money. But like I said, I I would see and evaluate around February. If it does not pick back up, it might be as early as January, to be honest. And um, when the trade deadline comes, that's when things heat up. That's when teams start making phone calls and different things. More teams are going to be like the Pacers. There's going to be more teams just like that. The Blazers, like I said, the Blazers might be on track because they got a losing record. And uh, Dane might get fed up. Carl Towns just had an interview uh, press conference where he said he was fed up. Maybe they could add a star. Maybe they could add a star. You know, different things could happen. Maybe they could get a number, a number, another number two or another all-star around Bradley Bill and see what happens. So there's different scenarios that could happen. Maybe they could help Bradley Bill even more. Or mm-hmm. it would be time to just blow it up. So, um, but yeah, Bradley Bill's not playing good ball right now. He knows it, and he's got to play better. So, I mean – fans, social media, whoever, they're justified to feel the way they are because this team can be better. We've seen them play better. The 10-3 and three start, I don't think it was a fluke. I think if they do get back to that ball and Spencer Dinwiddie starts playing like he did in the first 10 games because the Spencer Dinwiddie we're seeing right now, either this guy is injured or he's lost confidence. I can't explain it because he doesn't even want to go into the paint. He just wants to shoot either a floater or just shoot a three and settle right now. So that's really hurting the team right now. But as far as Bradley Bill as an individual, he's just got to cut down on the turnovers. And um, the three-point shooting is just – it's really regressed. I'm really confused on how his shooting has really gone down. That's hurting the team, too, because he, he can't even make a shot. Like, he's shooting three threes a game where he used to shoot, like, seven or eight and make at least three out of the eight. You know, that's what I'm asking for. Right now, we're getting, like, one for eight, one for nine. Now he's just starting not to even shoot threes right now. So, um but it's tough. Yeah, I mean, John Wall was was definitely more of a number one option, in my opinion. He still wasn't like a number one option on a championship team, but he was definitely more of a leader. Like you knew 
that John Wall was going to dominate. There was games where John dominated the game, and, and Brad was the number two. He would set Brad up, and right now, Brad, he, he's just not a number one option. He's not he's not a guy that you pick for a championship contender or even a deep playoff run right now. He's just not showing that. So, like I said, I, we, we could go on and on about it, but um, before we get into talking about this Nuggets game coming up and uh, what we want to see on the West Coast road trip, uh, we got a quick word from Built Bar. Cookies and cream is my favorite flair, flavor. Um, I usually put them in the microwave or I'll put them in the fridge. and It helps them taste. It just gives them a little pizzazz to the flavor. Um, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors you'll have a hard time choosing. We have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream or peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you the extra fuel you'll need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Because of the season of, of peace and love, don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight for it, and things could get out of hand. You friends with Santa will tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings with so many flavors. They make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. We also got a word from Bet Online. Uh, there's a lot of football games on today. You could have bet on a lot of games. You can bet on the Monday Night Football game, and you can bet on the Wizards game tomorrow night. Bet Online has you covered for all season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues to the march to the playoffs, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. So, yeah, how you feeling, D, about this Nuggets game coming up? We got a reunion with Wes Unsell Jr. playing against his former team, uh, Jokic. So it should be an interesting game. How you feeling about that and the West Coast road trip coming? We got a back-to-back on Wednesday and Thursday. So Spencer Dinwiddie most likely will not be playing on the second game. So we get to see a game with Bradley Bill where it looks like Bradley Bill's just playing a lot better without Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, man. I expect Jokic to tear the Wizards up. <laughs> His <laughs> last game against the Spurs, he dropped 35 points, 17 rebounds, 8 assists. He's playing at MVP level again this season. He shot 15 for 24, 4 for 6 from the 3. I mean, he's just playing crazy basketball right now. And the way the Wizards are defending the pick and roll and just have been struggling against some bigs, I expect no difference against a against a guy like Jokic. I expect him to do the Wizards dirty. Now, it's about not letting a bunch of the other guys go off, like a Aaron Gordon or Morris, Compazzo, uh, um, Bones Highland. They got a they got a lot of guys, and I know they got injuries too with Michael Porter, Jamal Murray, of course. But 
it's going to be tough, man. They can do it. The Wizards can win. They can win. But it's going to be tough, man. Um, I'm expecting Kyle Kuzma to be out, I'm pretty sure, because I think he hasn't missed like 10 days or something like that. So mm-hmm. I don't know when he'll come back. He may miss the whole road trip. But yeah. it is going to be tough. If the Wizards... If the Wizards continue to struggle to guard the paint, their chances of winning this game are going to drop drastically. Because, as you've seen with the Jazz game, the Jazz shot low 30% from three. But they shot pretty well from the field. They shot, let me see, they shot 52% from the field. So if you're giving up over 50% from the field, even if a team is struggling to shoot the three ball, it's going to be tough because they're getting a lot of middies, a lot of dunks, a lot of layups. It is not a lot of resistance down low. So if they can't defend the paint, it could get ugly. Um, obviously, you want to defend the three-point line. Keep the turnovers low. Try to keep the turnovers low. Try to win the rebound battle. It's going to be tough, man. They can do it, but it's going to be tough. They got to play a really good game. Yeah, um, you hit the nail on the head. Rudy Gobert was 9 for 10 from the field, and Hassan Whiteside was 8 for 9. So they only missed two shots. I mean, all the shots were probably dunks and layups. Um, the, the Nuggets are kind of weird. They're 13 and 13. So, you, I mean, you look at their record, they're they're right at 500. Um, they lost to the Magic the other day, too. You know, so the Magic are one of the bottom teams in the in the league. Um, so they've, they've kind of had some – it's inconsistent basketball. Of course, they got a lot of injuries. Michael Porter Jr. is out. Jamal Murray is out for the year. So they they are a little undermanned. But, you know, Jokic is Jokic. He's an MVP um, type player or MVP caliber player. Um, like you said, 35 and 17. They're going to have the work cut out for him, um, for us. Aaron Gordon is super, super athletic. Um, they don't have much guard play. Cam, Cam Pazzo is very uh, scrappy, but Bones Highland, he's a really good rookie, too. You brought him up. Marcus Howard shot the ball well um, against the Spurs. So it's going to be tough. We're going to have to play a lot better on the pick and roll and watch the pick and pop, too, because Jokic can shoot three. So Gafford's going to have to step out. Uh, Harrell's going to have to step out. It's not just going to be like Gobert and Hassan Whiteside where they're just rim running for alley-oops and lobs and stuff like that. They're actually going to have to step out and defend a three-point line. So that will be interesting because Montrezl Harrell, when he has matched up against Jokic, you think about the the bubble playoffs where Montrez had to sit with the Clippers because he just he struggled against Jokic. A lot of people struggle against Jokic. So um this might be a game where if Trez is struggling, then you know Wes is just gonna have to ride with a high hand with Gaff. You know, I thought Gaff deserved more playing time. He had a double double, he matched up better against those taller bigs. Um, so we'll see how he matches up against Jokic uh tomorrow night. But from a guard standpoint, I don't see anybody on the court that can guard Bradley Bill. I, I don't on the Nuggets. I really don't. Monte Morris, no disrespect to him, no disrespect to Bones Highland and guys like Campazzo and stuff like that. But this is a game where Bradley Bill needs to dominate. This could be a bounce back game for him. I like I said, I'm looking at their guards, and I, I just don't see anybody that can stop this guy. So he he needs to play like the Bradley Bill that we know. It doesn't have to be a bunch of threes, but if he can get to the cup and hit that mid range game, a lot of his shots were short against the the, um, mm-hmm. the Jazz as well. So um, we're going to be missing Kuz. That is true. He, we're going to be missing him, but there's still no excuse to lose by 20 points and 30 points like we've been – this is inexcusable. We've, we've been getting blown out by teams. We really have. It hasn't even – the only competitive game we had in the last five games was really the Pistons game. And the Cavs blew us out. The um, Jazz blew us out. And some other teams blew us out. I can't remember which team. But um, I, I got a weird feeling. I, I actually got a weird feeling we're going to win this game. I really do. And I'm not confident saying it, but 
I just like the matchups. And we're playing at nine o'clock. So this West Coast road trip, guys, you know, we're going to be staying up late and trying to make these recaps because these games are going to be at 10 o'clock at night. So it's going to be a tough West Coast road trip coming up. Um, but, yeah, those are my, my keys are just rebounding, defending the pick and roll, playing defense. We got to hit some open shots. And Bradley Bill's got to be Bradley Bill. I want to see Spencer Dinwiddie. Please be aggressive. Please get to the basket. That's what I'm asking from Dinwiddie. I want to see the Dinwiddie that we saw when he doesn't play with Bradley Bill. That's what I'm asking for. Man, and I would say you saying the Wizards getting a win. I would say that can count as a bold prediction right there. Is your bold prediction them getting a win <laughs> in Denver? Um, I, I I agree with you, man. Bradley Bill has to step up. The backcourt in general has to step up. They got to play better if the Wizards want a chance on this road trip. Period. The backcourt has to show up. It's as simple as that. Um, it's tough to make a bold prediction, man. Because I'd say my bold prediction. I'll go with yours, man. I'd say they win. I'd say they get a win. They mm. find a way to come out of Denver with a win and get in the W column. Yeah. So I think that's a I think that's a good way to end it right there. Um we have we went a little bit on the, the Bradley Bill stuff because we could have went on that all day, guys. But mm-hmm. um once again, guys, thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen each and every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now for your second listen. Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Well, guys, hopefully, after this Nuggets game, we'll be coming at you guys with a dub. We can only hope. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you guys subscribe, and then we're going to be doing a mailbag on Tuesday, so please comment down your questions uh, below or on Twitter or wherever you guys want to leave some comments. You guys have a good one. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.